pastors Michael and Brenda Brunzo welcome you and thank you for listening to the following message. This message was recorded during a regular service at Faith Fellowship Church. The Bible tells us in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So we believe this message will encourage and strengthen you in your daily walk of faith. God bless you as you listen. Glad to be with you this evening. Decided to uh, to go with Facebook Live this evening because we've got some severe weather that's going to be moving into the area. And, and before we would normally get out of church, the severe weather would be would be on us, and we didn't want to take a chance on anyone having to drive home in in the bad things that would possibly be going on. But we're glad that. We have the opportunity to come with you, come with you, come to you with Facebook Live and be able to to share some word with you tonight and be able to be able to share some word with you. Sorry, I kicked my tripod. Oh my goodness. God's good tonight. Hallelujah. But I just wanted to share some word with you this evening. So uh, let's pray. Father God, we're thankful tonight, Lord, for the opportunity to come, Lord. God, just together with your people, Lord God, through Facebook Live, to come and share your word. Father, to possibly be an encouragement to someone, Lord God. We just praise you, God, for your goodness and your mercy and your grace, Lord. Thank you, Father, that you are moving, Lord, in our lives. God, we honor you tonight. Have your way, Lord God. Touch a heart, Lord. God, as we go out over the airwaves, Lord God, Father, through Facebook, Lord, that you would bless somebody's heart, Lord. In Jesus' name. You know, in in, in the day and age that we're living, um, we hear a lot of different reports on the news. You know, I, I was just watching the the news before we started this, you know, trying to follow the weather and keep track of it and see where things are at. But um, you know, we hear a lot of different reports uh, of the news of things that's happening around the world, and, and depending on which news program that you watch, you can get some different messages, get some mixed messages. Um, you know, some folks uh, on the news would have you think that everything is just peachy keen and, and things are just going wonderful. And then you look at the other end of the spectrum and you've got folks that will tell you that things are just falling apart and, and we just don't know what we're going to do and, and the sky is falling and, and, and things like that. You know, some, like I said, some of us would... Some would have us believe that everything's just normal and everything's going well, and those others would have you believe just the opposite, you know. And with all that, you know, sometimes uncertainty creeps in and doubt begins to rise to the point that nobody knows what to believe. You know, the, the Word of God says that in the last days that there would be wars, and rumors of wars, you know, we've been 
as a nation, um, as I was studying this and and thinking about you know wars and rumors of wars, as a nation, you know we've been a nation for two hundred and forty five years. In those two hundred and forty five years, two hundred and twenty six of those years, we were involved in conflict somewhere. We were involved in war somewhere in the world in 226 out of 245 years. You know, right now there's the war going on in, in Ukraine. You know, Russia has, has invaded Ukraine and is attacking that country. And, you know, and our government is saying, hey, we're not going to get involved. We're not going to get involved. We're going to send weapons. We're going to do different things, but we're not going to get involved. We're going to stay out of it, but will we really? You know, the Word of God says that there'll be earthquakes in diverse places. You know, when I was a kid, you know, you, you very seldom heard of an earthquake somewhere. And if, and if it did happen, you know, it was big news. But now you hear, well, there's an earthquake here. And there was an earthquake here. And there was an earthquake here. It just seems like a, a, a common occurrence anymore. You know. Wars, rumors of wars, earthquakes in diverse places. Be a whole lot of things going on. But the word says, but the end isn't yet. You know, and, and there's one thing for sure that we can depend on, and that is the written word of God, and the report that God has provided us that His word is true, and we can listen and hear what God has to say about the situation that we're in. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4 in the New King James Version says this. He answered and said, and this is Jesus, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It says in the Message Bible like this, Jesus answered by quoting Deuteronomy. It takes more than bread to stay alive. It takes a steady stream of words from God's mouth. So how often do you think the average person spends time reading God's Word. You know, LifeWay Research uh, surveyed more than 2,900 Protestant churchgoers and found that while 90% desire to please and honor Jesus in everything that they do, that's what they said, only 19% personally read the Bible on a daily basis. Power. Life, healing, forgiveness, knowledge, love, inspiration, promise, eternal life. All of it's in the Word of God. That's the one common denominator between all those things. They're in the Word of God. Psalms 119 
One of the verses in Psalms 119 says this, Thy word have I hid in my heart, O God, that I might not sin against you. You know, when, te when temptations come, what, what, what do you battle that temptation with? The word of God. Amen? You know, when the devil tempted Jesus, you know, the, you know this is what Jesus, he turned to the word of God. And he said, it is written, it is written, it is written, Matthew 4, 7 and verse 10 in the New King James says this, Jesus saith unto him, and it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Verse 10, then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. You know, in the same way, we got to remind um, we got to work to remind the devil what God's word says. You know, the devil comes and he tries to tempt and he tries tries to to aggravate, tries to get to you. We got to remember to say it is written. And then after we say it's written, we got to tell him what the word of God says about the situation that we're dealing with. You know, if you don't know the word about a, a, a situation that you're, you're encountering, look it up. If you don't know where to look, try Google. Google it. You know, a lot of people don't believe that healing is for today. But, but I want you to know something. Satan has been trying to peddle that lie for eons. He's been trying to push it and trying, trying to let everybody know, hey, you know, healing's not for today. But it is. He's been trying to push that lie from the beginning of time. So what does the Bible say about healing? Whose report are you going to believe about healing? You know, what you believe is going to be determined by what you're listening to and what, by what you're reading. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5 in the New King James says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. 1 Peter 2.24, New King James who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. It's already done. It's already there. It's already yours. And here's the thing. You know, it's okay to, to remind God, hey, God, I've got your word on it. Your word says... You know, you know, and God loves for you to remind him of, of, of what his word says. The other day I picked Bella up from school. And Bella loves McDonald's. Nothing the child likes better than a chicken nugget Happy Meal with a sweet tea. So as soon as she got in the car that day, she said, Papa, I'm hungry. 
Uh, I let her know. I said, you know, well, I'm in a hurry, so we'll go home and we'll find something to eat at home. And she's in the back seat and she's looking out the window. And then she said, but Papa, you said that if I was good, I could have McDonald's once a week. I said, yes, I did. She says, Friday, I haven't had it this week. So you know what I did? I changed lanes. I went through the drive-thru and I got that baby McDonald's. Why? Because she deserved it? No, because I told her that if she was good, if she behaved, that she could have it once a week and she hadn't had it. And one thing is for sure, she's not going to be able to say that Papa lied to me. My word is going to be good to her. And God's word is good for us. God is always going to keep his word to you. Romans 3 and 4 in the contemporary English version says this. No, indeed, God tells the truth. Even if everyone else is a liar, the scriptures say that God, your words will be proven true and in court you'll win your case. So remind God what his word says. God, I'm standing on your word. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to rest in you because, God, that's what your word says for me to do. And if only we would learn to do that sooner rather than later, it would save us a whole lot of time and a whole lot of grief over every situation that's beyond our control, which is, uh, let me see, every situation. You know, if you're not already, you need to get in agreement with the Word of God. You know, I, I, I'm not trying to be healed. I am healed. My healing's already happened on the cross when Jesus completed his work and he said, it's finished. God, I don't care what this body says. I know it hurts, but it has to line up with the word of God because by Jesus' stripes, I am healed. Or if you're quoting, quoting 1 Peter, I was healed. It's already done. You know, uh, sometimes uh, I'm, I'm going to go on uh, out on a limb here all the time. Most times. We let pain in our body keep us from receiving miracles. Because it might be a fact that we're hurting and we're in pain. And, and we're going through things and we have symptoms. But the truth is, by his stripes, I am healed. By his stripes, I was healed. It's already done. You know, the, the, the accuser will come and he'll tell you a lot of things. But the Bible says that your body is the temple of God. And your body is where God lives. And where God lives, power resides. So if power of God is residing in me, then there's no room for sickness or pain in me. 
know the devil's relentless. 24 hours, he'll be in your ear. He'll have one of his little imps in your ear just, just chattering. Telling you why you don't have what you want and, and why you can't have what you need. And that's why you need to know what the Word of God says. Or at least be willing to search it out. If you don't know it, search it, find it out. So that you can learn it and get it down on the inside of you. So that you can give it right back to him and remind him what you do have and what the word of God says that you can have. Philippians 4.19, King James, New King James, says, My God shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. It doesn't matter how much I've got in the bank. God's word tells me as the need arises, he'll provide. He'll make a way. The Bible says that God will supply all your need. And it's not according to our standards. It's according to his riches and glory. So I got to ask a question for everybody that's listening tonight. What does all mean in your vocabulary? Does all mean everything? You know, in my vocabulary, all means everything. It's it's everything. It's all of it. It's it's there. It, it, it it's it, it's everything. So if that's what all means in your vocabulary, then we're agreement. You know, if you need a job or a career change or whatever situation you might be facing, don't worry about the circumstances because there's always going to be circumstances. And one thing that we need to realize is just because we've never done it before doesn't mean that we can't do it. There is no circumstance that can't be overcome. Because with God in your corner, they, circumstances that can't be overcome don't exist in God's camp. They never have. They never will. God will always make a way. Just one second of God's favor can clear each and every roadblock that you think might be in your way. And that's truth whether you believe, you choose to believe it or not. God wants you to have smooth sailing, not rough waters. Jesus told his disciples that they were going to get in a boat and go to the other side. And Jesus was so confident of what he said to them that he got in the boat and he went to sleep. Why was he confident in it? Because that's what he said to them. We're going to go to the other side. It's in Luke chapter 8, verses 20 through 26. This is the King James. Now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples and he said unto them, let's go over to the other side of the lake. And they launched forth and as they sailed, he fell asleep and there came a storm of wind on the lake and they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him saying, master, master, we perish. Then he arose 
and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was calm. And he said unto them, Where's your faith? And they, being afraid, wondered, saying one to another, What manner of man is this? For he commandeth even the winds and the water, and they obey him. And they arrived at their, the country of the Gadarenes, which is over against Galilee. Get God's word on the subject that you're dealing with. The answer that... that you're looking for was delivered a long time ago on a hill called Calvary. Don't just read the word. Hear the word. Hear it with your heart. Don't hear it with your head. And start applying the word of God to your life. Put the word of God on your life like your mama used to put Vicks VapoRub on you. That stuff was good for everything. And the word of God is good for everything in our life. Start living in and through the word. Constantly apply it to your life. Constantly put it on there. When fear tries to get a hold of you, no matter what the situation is, don't let it. Kick it to the curb with the power that God's given you through the word. You know, let me tell you something. The devil doesn't care how he messes you up. All he cares is that he messes you up. And if you let him, he'll mess you up good. Don't let him in. The more you stop letting him, the more he'll stop bugging you. Don't try to reason your fear away. Fear is not reasonable. When you do that, there's victory for the devil. Instead, speak God's word to that situation. In every situation, speak God's word. Quote, 2 Timothy 1.7. It's written, for God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. But what if the fear returns again? Quote it again. Say it. It is written. It is written. It is written. Written. Put it on auto replay if you need to. Beep. It's written. The devil's a slow learner, but eventually he will he will learn a little bit. Quote the word to him. Put it back on him. Let him know that you know what the word of God says about your situation. And, and eventually he'll leave you alone on that. Why? Because he knows that you know the word on it. And you've got the word applied to your life on it. And you're not going to be swayed by his commentary. That's why God wrote it. That's why God put it in a book so you could read it, so that you can learn it, and so that you can quote it. But before you quote it, you got to know it. You got to get it down on the inside. For God has not given me a spirit of fear. John 10 says, This is what God has come to give me life and life more abundant. The God kind of life. The true life. 
Ephesians 3.20, Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. The Holy Ghost working on the inside of you, the power of God working on the inside of you. All we got to do is enable the Holy Ghost and, and allow him to work and, and do what he's promised to do in us over and over and over again, and he'll do it. When the devil tries to deceive you, just keep giving him the word of God. You know, like a, like a rapid fire machine gun, pow, pow, pow. Let the word of God come out. Let the word of God roll out of you. Don't worry about running out of ammo. You're never going to run out of ammo. If you've got the word of God hidden down on the inside of you, it's going to come up. Don't use a spoonful of it. Use a scoop shovel full. Put a truckload of it on him. The results will be fantastic. Because there's something about the word of God that causes him not to hang around somebody who uses it. When he went and he tried to tempt Jesus in, in the wilderness and he he, he did those three things and he took him and he showed him the temple and, and he told him, you know, if you bow down before me and you do this and you do that. And Jesus kept quoting the word to him. It is written. It is written. It is written. And finally, the word of God says that Satan left him for a season. Why? He got tired of hearing it's written. He got tired of hearing what the word of God says. He doesn't want to hang around people that know and use the word of God in their lives. Why? Because it reminds him of Jesus. It reminds him of, of the word made flesh, the one that rendered him powerless by declaring it's written. And the word of God will do the same thing for you. It still is. It always will be. What renders the enemy of your soul powerless? The unerring, unchanging, unadulterated word of God. It is written. It is written. It is written. John 1, 14 through 16, New King James. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, This is he of whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. Everything that we need, everything that he's promised us, everything that he's made available to us, we don't have to wait for it. We already have it. Verse 16 says, and of his fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. Grace is available to you 24-7 every day of the year, every year of your life. If we had to buy it to possess it, there's absolutely no way that we could do it because it's priceless. 
You know, sometimes when we get something for free, we don't value it very much. It doesn't seem to have as much value to us because it didn't cost us anything. Because we didn't work and earn it, we don't value it as much. Just because it's been made available to us for free doesn't mean that a heavy price wasn't paid for it. Just so it could be made available to us. Jesus paid dearly. He paid with his life. He was beaten beyond recognition so that we could enjoy the benefits that God has for us. The thing of it is, the devil still wants us to believe that 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 line of thinking that we've got to earn our blessings from the Lord. We don't earn our blessings from the Lord. We're, we're blessed because we love him and because he loves us and because we trust him. All we have to do now, one week from now, one year from now, 10 years from now, is take God's word on our situation. From the moment we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, we have what we need. It's what the Word of God declares. He not only said it, but he wrote it down. And he wrote it down so that we would have it to see at all times because he knew that we would need it. He knew that there would be a time when we would have to say, it's written. God's equipped us for every circumstance, for every situation, for every pothole in life's superhighway, no matter what the need is that arises, God has equipped us to face it. There's not one circumstance that'll take God by surprise. There's not one thing that'll come up that God wasn't ready for. He's given us his word and we can take him at his word. All we have to do is believe and rest on his word. And he said that he would take care of everything for us. And he will. He really will. If we'll let him. If we'll allow him. If we'll give it to him. And that's my advice for you tonight. Let him. And that sounds easy. Human nature tries as hard as it can to make it complicated. But it's not. It's only complicated if you make it that way. It's just that easy if we let it be easy. So why not? Why not take God's word in every situation? Do you believe what God's word says about it? Then receive it. You're a child of God. And as a child of God... Everything that God has is available to you. You're heir to the throne of God and to all the promises that God has given his children. Don't let anyone or anything or anybody tell you any different. So who's...
I want you to know that he has everything that you have need of. He wants you to be blessed. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for the promises in the word. They're true. They're right. They're ours. Help us believe your report. Let us stand on your word when the storm is raging around us. Allow us to lift one another up when we see one of our brothers or sisters in the struggle. Help us to share the promises of your word with those that we encounter. And no matter the situation, help us to believe your report. Because in your report, God, we find life. Amen. Hallelujah. We are so glad that you decided to join us tonight. We'll be looking forward to seeing you Resurrection Sunday morning at Faith Fellowship Church. 1030 Sunday morning. Come expecting to receive something from God. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you this evening. Everyone stay safe. Some severe weather coming in this evening. We love you. God bless you. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening. We pray that it's been a blessing to you. For more information about FFC or its ministries, please contact the church office. God bless you, and remember, Jesus is Lord.